Hey friends, for about uh, eight weeks or so now, we have been walking through what we're calling a biblical theology of the Sabbath. Uh, this is a part of our Developing a Rule of Life teaching series in which over the next two years, we are going to be walking through a number of different spiritual practices and kind of examining their biblical roots and uh, determining what level of significance they have in today's world and what role they play uh, in our lives today. And so we've been walking through Sabbath now for a number of weeks. Uh, we did a book club a few weeks ago where we uh, looked at a book called Sabbath by Dan Allender and uh, did some discussion around that. Uh, the video from the teaching portion of the book club is up online. You can go check that out. You can also check out previous weeks of this video where we've just kind of been walking through different passages of Scripture and looking at how Sabbath comes to be a thing for the people of ancient Israel. Today we're going to continue in that kind of journey through Scripture. If you remember last time we saw that God had commanded the people of Israel to rest on the seventh day, which was Saturday. Uh, that command comes in Exodus 16. It comes in the wake of God sending manna to the people. Uh, he wants them to not go out and collect manna on the Saturday, but on the Friday to collect a double portion so that they can stay home and cease from their labor and uh, have adequate provision on that day. Um, God then codifies that by including it in the Ten Commandments. And um, the Ten Commandments are really fascinating because in many ways they articulate the scope of the moral law that that already existed on some level like it was already wrong to murder and it was already wrong to do things like commit adultery but the the ten commandments articulates that in a very specific way but but at the heart of the ten commandments even though it's not one of the ten commandments per se kind of the overarching concept is what's known as the Shema, or sometimes called the Great Commandment, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. This is a command that God gives to Israel. It actually begins with the words, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one, which basically means there are no other gods. There is one God, this is who it is, and you should love him with all your heart, soul, and strength. Jesus picks up on that, and it's a significant part of his teaching, um, not only verbally, but just in how he lives. Um, he also picks up on another command to Israel, which is found in Leviticus 19, which is kind of this, this idea of loving your neighbor as yourself. And so Jesus says those two things are deeply intertwined. Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And he says, all the law and the prophets hinges on those commands or that command, however you want to think about it. God was serious about this stuff. He's serious about it. He puts it in the Ten Commandments, and um, it is a significant part of his law that he hands down to Israel through Moses. And if you look at the Ten Commandments, in many ways they are an encapsulation of that idea of loving God and loving neighbor. You know, it begins with things like, you shall have no other gods before me. And then it, it eventually gets to things like, love your mother and father, honor them. Um, you know, don't commit adultery, don't lie, don't steal. Like, loving your neighbor. Uh, here are some very specific things you can be doing. But smack dab in the middle of that almost 
the fourth commandment is the Sabbath command. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And as we looked at in Exodus 20, there are all of these uh, kind of, there's kind of this big explanation for why you should remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. The thing I want us to see today is that God's serious about this. God's not offering these things as suggestions. These are things he wants the people to be doing. They are commands in that regard to the people of ancient Israel. And um, that is no less true when it comes to the Sabbath command. It's on the same list with do not murder and uh, don't worship any other gods, right? Uh, there are two actual prohibitions that are found in the Torah. Uh, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, uh, the books of Moses, the books of the law. There are two specific prohibitions regarding the Sabbath um, in those books. There, It's in the book of Exodus. But, but it, the two things are this. There should be no kindling of fire on the Sabbath, which probably has to do with like cooking on the Sabbath. That There shouldn't be all this labor around cooking on the Sabbath. Um, so no kindling of fire on the Sabbath. And, and the other one was that nobody should be leaving their place on the Sabbath, which probably doesn't mean you shouldn't go outside or you can't like go to someone else's house or something on the Sabbath or you can't go to the temple or something like that. But probably more like you should not be leaving your home to go to work on the Sabbath. You should be ceasing from your labor. Okay, so we, we got that stuff. No kindling fire, no cooking, no labor in the house or outside of the house. But when I say God was serious about this, God was serious about this. Um, and so here's what he says in Exodus 35, verse 2. Uh, he says this through Moses to the people. Six days work shall be done, but on the seventh day you shall have a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath shall be put to death. And then that gets put to the test. In Numbers 15, a guy gets caught gathering sticks on the Sabbath. Now, now, why would you be gathering sticks on the Sabbath? You know, what are you doing? You know, more than likely you're gathering wood for fire, uh, something you are not supposed to be doing on the Sabbath. Not only have you left your home to do this work, but you're also possibly collecting sticks so that you can do this work inside the home as well. In many ways, that's breaking both of those prohibitions that have been established regarding keeping the Sabbath. But here's what it says. This is in Numbers 15, starting in verse 32. It says, while the people of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. And those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation, and they put him in custody because it had not been made clear what should be done to him. And the Lord said to Moses, the man shall be put to death and all the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. And all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death with stones as the Lord commanded Moses. Now, the natural question here is why? Like, why? Why was this so serious? Why was this such a big deal? And I, th I think the answer is this, because it wasn't just a breaking of commands. It's a breaking of the covenant itself. God had made a covenant with Moses and with the people. I will be your God. You will be my people. This was their identity as God's people. God had chosen them. God had saved them. 
And what did he ask in return? Well, well, not just like blind faith, not just like blind obedience, because God had done great things for them. God had provided for them in incredible ways, not to mention bringing them out of 400 years of slavery in Egypt. God had more than shown his power. He had more than blessed them. So it's not blind obedience he's asking for here. What he's asking for is for them to honor him as Lord, to honor him as God. Remember, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. There is no one else. Honor the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. You want to choose your own path? You want to revere something else as Lord? You do so at your own peril because God has made his power evident and he has made his will evident as well through the law. So when God tells them that breaking the Sabbath is punishable by death, um, when that when that decree comes out, that's right on the heels of Moses going up on the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments and the people thinking he's dead. And so what did, what did they do? They melted down all of their gold jewelry. They made a golden calf and they bowed down to it as God. In a moment of uncertainty, in a moment of like, oh no, what's going to happen to us? We're out here in the wilderness and now our leader seems to be gone or dead. Instead of turning to the Lord, they turned to themselves. They turned to the false gods that they had become aware of when they were in Egypt. And after that episode, despite God's anger, God retains his covenant with them. He spares the nation. But if you continue to chart your own course, God says, if you continue to do things that are counter to what I have told you to do, then you're effectively saying through your actions that I'm not your master. I am not your Lord. And God says, it's simply not going to end well. The decrees that I'm giving you, the law that I'm giving you is for your good and it is for my glory. And if you choose against those things, you're taking your life into your own hands. So this was not simply about gathering some sticks. It was not simply about that. It was about honoring God as Lord and sustainer and provider and not only trusting in his provision, but also being content with his provision as well, which is a big problem for the people of Israel. And it's a big problem for us as well. The reality is, is that there are all kinds of like gospel implications uh, in a story like this. Um, and in many ways, we see a foreshadowing not only of Christ, but also of mankind and just like what the people of Israel are headed for in the future, but also just what mankind in general is headed for in the future, which is a future where by and large people go after their own way. They chart their own path apart from the Lord. They do what they think is best. And in doing so, they, we take our lives into our own hands. Um, and so as we move forward in this, we're going to talk more about the fact that God is still serious about this. Not necessarily that we would not like pick up sticks on a Saturday. That was a command for ancient Israel. But he's still serious about the fact that we would honor him as Lord and Master by repenting of our sin and by turning to Jesus Christ 